and welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. And our volume was set way too high. <laughs> I'm not adjusting the volume on that one. You're not? No, I'm just going to keep it. Scare people back into Versus Player. Waking them up. Yeah. Oh. Hi, I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm still Jace. Woo! And we're back in person together in, in the pog flesh. in pog form. <laughs> For those <laughs> pog form? Yeah, it was in pog form. It was Alf. That was Alf. Alf, Alf yeah, is yeah. now in pog form. Yeah. Made him cool again. It's, it's nice yep. to see your faces and your mouths with the audio coming perfectly at the same time rather than on the um, Discord chat that we've not, been using for such a long time. Not being aware whether or not someone's frozen or they're just yes. really, really still. I took advantage of those moments. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange being back here again in the studio. Yeah. Studio B. Um, B. I thought it was Studio A. No, A was um, the neutral bay place. Oh, awesome. I don't care if people know where I used to live. Um, a, <laughs> a was A was the neutral bay place, um, and B is the secret location. And then when I leave here, I'll reveal what B is, and there might be a C. Nice. Um, yeah, no, it's strange because COVID was a long time ago, but it's it also was. still a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think it was going to be a thing. Neither did I. And then it worked the other day. Masks went back on, and so yeah. In saying that, I don't think that we're not meeting up strictly related to COVID. It just changed things. And it also made us realize that we can do the podcast remotely. Yes. Which means we can also do it more frequently. Yeah. yeah. Which sort of worked out. The thing that's amazing is I had to go back and I had to listen to every episode because we've moved off one platform onto another platform for podcasting. For those listening, you probably won't be able to tell the difference. But if you go back and listen to the old episodes, they'll sound a little bit better. That's about it. But the funny thing about listening to those episodes is from 2016, we met up every two weeks. Yep. Yeah. For a long time. And then in 2019, we disappeared. I don't know what happened then, but we only did three Life. episodes in 2019. Everything in between. Everything in between. Yeah. Three, we only did three episodes three. in 2019, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. Because like, wow. I had to go back and I had to put the years for each of the episodes. So 2016 was a short year because we just started. It was like almost close to December. And then 2017, almost every two weeks. 2018, almost every two weeks. And then, you know. 2019. Although in saying that, if it was every two weeks, we'd have more than, what is it, 96 episodes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the math is. It's a lot of episodes, though. We've done well. Every two to three weeks, yeah. A month at the worst. It's not easy, though. It's not it's easy not. to meet up that often in person. No. No, especially With not. life and everything in between. But we're going to make an effort. I well, like doing We're making way. an effort right I, I now. Really like it. I, I really like seeing it. It's nice seeing oh. and there's no delay. And exactly. If you want to speak, you could raise your hand and you wouldn't. You know, now we can just talk over each other. It's freeze. fantastic. You absolutely can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is good. Yeah, it is. Well, I guess that's the episode then. It's the episode. <laughs> Done. We can go home now. Um, you got to put that mic a little bit close to you, there, Joe. So just bring it. Cl- no, bring it close to you. Bring it physically. Physically move the mic. You can mute. You can do that. Where was the cat you were torturing? That's fantastic. What's going on, Jono? We are going to talk about... We're actually just going to have a general discussion because how often do we get to see each other? We are going to talk about some big gaming news today. Today is... It is May, isn't it? Yeah, May the 14th. And a big game... (laughs) We missed that. It's gone. May the 4th is done. Um, It was a good day. I think it was a good day. Anyway. How's it work? Um, today was a good day, though. <laughs> yeah, so was I. Yeah. Today was a good day. May the 14th, two big games got released. One was a remaster, and one is being released as a separate title, but let's be honest, it was probably an expansion. It was an expansion. It definitely was an expansion it because was. when we loaded up Subnautica Below Zero... Damn straight. When we loaded that up, um, the menu was exactly the same as the old <laughs> game, and then you go in and the GUI is exactly oh, the exactly same. exactly the same. 
And the beauty of it is, it's you know what? Subnautica Below Zero is the Xbox Series X to the Xbox One. Yes. Or the other way around, depending on how you Very look at much it. so. Everything's Whereas everything's sharpened. sharper and newer, and you're like, I really love the old game. I want the new game to be exactly the same, but I also want it to feel new. It's more quality yeah. of life changes. A sea truck. That, and there's just a new place to explore. There is. And there's a sea truck. The sea truck. The sea same truck. planet, different part of the planet. Different smell. Yes. Yeah. So is it the same person from the first game? No. Or a different person? This is definitely more story driven. Yeah. No, no relation to the same the original person. Don't know if we'll see a reference to them. So no reference to how much time has passed. There's got to be something reference. It has to be. Like surely yeah. if it's the same planet, there has to be. Yeah. It's like, one why, year why later. One year later. See, I'll tell you what I was really hoping. So in the first game, you crash land on this planet, yep. right? And for those that listen to the uh, podcast episode called Thalassophobia, because I listened to it ah, recently, nice. which is the fear of deep water. Oh, um, I definitely have that. So for those who listen to that episode, which was all about Jono's love of subnautica. Um, uh, that love continues. <laughs> in, in, in that episode or in subnautica, you crash land on a planet. And in this one, you also do the same. You crash land mm. on this planet. I was kind of hoping that as you're crash landing on this planet, you see your character from the last one leaving the planet. That would have been fantastic. They didn't do that though. That's a shame. It is. Although, could you have looked around and make no, no, because it's a year later. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. But what if it was a year? Is it a year from when they left or a year from when they crashed? Because you could be on the planet don't, for a year. I don't know. That's too much math. For no, me. it's probably not. I year. just know that they should have done that thing and they didn't do it. That would have been cool. It's a good game. We're enjoying it. We both took the day Definitely. off. We to, did to play it. Yep. Um, and good excuse good. to take it off. How many hours do you reckon you put into it so far? About two or three. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. I, as someone who did not enjoy the first Subnautica, would I like this one or is it just exactly not at all? Would not, you would, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. You wouldn't even be aware that it was a different game. <laughs> yes. But it's all icy. It's all cold. It looks you, cold. You where can, the last one was a bit more not cold. You can actually walk on the surface and we've had a bit of that and you can freeze. So it's actually safer in the water than it is on land. But... You still can drown. And this is one of the, like, with the first Subnautica, Jono, you're like an expert. I was watching you play it just like a few minutes before this yeah. podcast. And the way you were navigating the menus to build things on your, what's it called, fabricator? Yep, that's right. Um, was just ridiculous. Like, it would take me, like, I'd, I'd, I'd be needed to read menus and going to, like, little facts and things like that to figure it out. Um, yeah, how, how do you, how did you get there so quickly with all of this is it just the same mechanics as the first game? Yeah, the mechanics haven't changed a great deal. They've, like Jace was saying, they've tightened it up a bit. There's um, things that used to be maybe two steps that are now one. Yep. But it doesn't feel hugely different. It actually feels like going home. Yep. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's a nice yeah, feeling. It's nice. The funny thing about it as well is that we were playing it for less than an hour and we're like, we've gotten all of the stuff you got that took you the entire course of the first game to get. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, they're just giving us everything. Yeah. Like either one or two things is happening. Either the game is incredibly short or there's a whole bunch of new stuff. It's yeah. like when you play like, uh, I don't know, any game, like the Ninja Gaiden series, you would have like these abilities in the first game. And then when you move to the second game, you get all of the abilities that you got over the course of the first game plus new ones. Yeah. But with the abilities in this game, I kind of got off track before, sorry. When Towards the end game though, are you like like uber powerful? Like are you able to walk on land? Do you think like you'll be able to walk on land? Like in the first Subnautica, you were able to go into the radioactive zone, I imagine, towards the end of the game? Not even towards the end of the game. You could do that earlier in the game. Okay. So yeah. like, is that, do you think that's going to happen? Like do you, do you find that... Yeah, with the first Subnautica, where you became this kind of uber powerful character. Yeah, you tend to are worry. You, so you're already almost at that same point, only a few hours in, or not quite, but closer. 
a, a lot quicker. Yeah, because we've only played for, yeah, it would be like two hours maybe, okay. maybe Sub- three. Subnautica is about quality of life improvements. Yeah. So it's, um, you get flippers that make you move a little bit yep. quicker and you can survive a little bit longer underwater, which means that you can push yourself just a little bit further. Uh, that's really it. Like, it's not as if you can, you don't really kill things in Subnautica. You can, no. but you, it's very, very challenging to do and there's no real reason to. It's, it's all just about, um, can I hide faster? Can I get away faster? <laughs> can I dive deeper? Can I dive deeper? Can I mine more? Can I carry more back to yeah. build more things yep. to go further yeah. in? And, and it's, it's just, yeah. And it's an incredibly complex game. Like you were saying, Jace, Jono had this life floaty thing that you'd press under the water and it would shoot yeah. you up to the surface really quickly. So it's like ballast in, yeah. a, in a submarine. It, so you, you open the ballast tanks, this little, it's like a balloon that blows yep. up and it just shoots you up into the... Which um, I think divers up. don't really want to do because of like the, the change bends. in pressure and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But it's a video game and I, I respect it. And it's what, 100 having... metres down? Yeah. So like, but also, I don't know that much about temperature, but you, um, when you get out of the water, you freeze. But when you're underwater, you don't freeze. You just run out of oxygen. I'm, I can't help but feel as though it would be colder in the water. No, I think technically um, in sub-zero uh, sub temperatures, it can be warmer in the water than it is above. Mm. So it's not entirely incorrect, but then I think also there's volcanic. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain well, right? in a way with with video game activity, but there's volcanic areas there, so potentially the water could actually be warmer than the sub-zero uh, wind and Arctic shelf above. So right. yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's yes, it's a video game, and it's not. It's like when I take a bath that's hot and then it eventually cools down, but then when you get out of the cold bath water, it's colder outside. But if you had a little volcano in your bath, your bath would <laughs> never be cold again. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't actually have a bathtub. Actually, to access. Actually so I uh New Zealand, I've got relatives over there and I traveled to there's a part of the North Island called Rotorua. Yep. And there's natural thermal springs. I think it's like that. The water is always warm. I went to the Blue Lagoon. I don't think it's called that. It's a movie. No, it is that, a movie. That's, that's a movie with um, yes. Brooke Shields. Brooke, Brooke Shields. Shields, great movie. Never, uh, but in Iceland, <laughs> in, in, ice, in Iceland. In Iceland? No, in Iceland. Bobby Drake? Is that his name? Iceland. I, Iceland. Yep. Bobby Drake. A country, Iceland. Okay. Right? It's a place. Good soccer team. Do they have a good soccer team? They, they had an unusually good soccer team for like a country with only a couple million people. Yeah, they were like, they. Got what into the what does that round have to do with anything, having a couple of moons? Like, do you just mean there's less people to pick yes, from? Yes, less people to soccer. pick from. And, like, you know, other countries that have, like... Do you know why they have a good soccer team? Because they don't have any McDonald's. Oh, that's good. And, and <laughs> that's do you, it. Do you know what? Because they've only got a couple of million people, hardest country in the world to infect in Plague Inc. Such a pain in the butt. It all comes back to video games. It always Sorry, does. It all does. Yep. Iceland, who also don't have a McDonald's, and apparently they somebody bought the last cheeseburger in Iceland and they put it inside a like a you know the thing where you put cakes and you got the lid. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's, like, it's, it's a closed thing. So anyway, they put Still it in perfect. a in a pub. Oh, yeah. Relatively good condition, yep. considering it didn't really degrade as fast as people expected a burger would it's still it's still kicking there's a lot of sugar in iceland there's a place that you go to i thought it was called blue lagoon i think i might have it wrong but it's like thermo pool thing yep. it's like in rotorua yep um and yeah yeah it's good See, there, there was you. more to it than that i mean i went in there and there was a section that was like pretty so warm go. and there was a section that was unbearably hot <laughs> so cold on top warm below yeah how does this relate to southern water i just glad that cold cheeseburger on top. story was said sorry <laughs> but cold. that's why the soccer team sorry yeah subnautica cold on top warm below Yeah. We'll be right back.
Yeah. We come full circle. And then Mass Effect came out. Mass Effect, the collection remastered. Um, I haven't bought it. I am Why? actually considering it, but if it goes on special or hits EA Play There's in, in, about, game no pass, in about three or four years it will. Maybe. The, I heard that they redid the first game so that they talked about this in great, great detail. They, they redid the first game. The HUD is different. The combat is more like two and three. Hmm. And they improved the Mako. Remember that mm. traveling around in the Mako was like meant to be rubbish? It was like it would spring it up and fun. down. I I actually, yeah, actually, I, I, I really enjoyed it too. that. I, I it was how hard you could push it too. Yeah. Like how do you use those boosters to just send yourself flying? Yeah. It, it was very much like, like yeah, that whole physics behind it was kind of like a PC kind of thing. Yeah. I remember playing it at the time and it was a real really challenge. enjoying it. I, I just... I just didn't have the time to go through those games again. Like, it would take you a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to say, I'm thinking about Little Batman would play. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think my son would enjoy them. I, I, I don't think he's at the right age in terms of, because there's a lot of character building. Yeah. And I don't think that's the sort of thing he's looking for. Like if you look at what he loves in Fortnite and subsequently what I unfortunately love in Fortnite. Um, well, he's, he's playing Batman Arkham Knight at the moment. Yeah, but which the, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just like Batman. action. Yeah. Exactly, a little yeah. Batman. Um, a lot of action. The story is really good. There's always something to do. There's, you know, And if you only got a couple minutes in that game, you can go and mm. do something. Like you can go and do a Riddler challenge or you know, follow this kind of just fight some bad guys or whatever. Or use, but, the, um, use the Batmobile that's really a tank. Yeah, Mass Effect is like, it was a phenomenal game. Mm. I don't imagine, I, I wouldn't want to go back and, tarnish my kind of view on it like Mass Effect 2 now nah, I want to play 2 again I think I think it was one of the best games I just realised it's actually quite an adult game yeah, yeah very I much I never so. remembered those bits and pieces it just seemed like a fun sci-fi we think of the relationships then, you'd have as the well the relationship which yeah. was Bioware was known for right yeah, yeah everyone was playing Bioware remember games remember all the kind of scandal about like the the, the, the sex in the games and things yeah. and yeah. Oh, yeah. how ridiculously was, you know tame it is compared to nowadays and Oh, it was. Came the camera moved away before they even started kissing half the time. Yeah. So it's like anything implied. Like I oh, know you kind of relationships, but you can shoot someone in the head. Go ahead, do that. Um, but yeah, I, I and then shoot him a few more times just to make sure that they're down. But speaking of that, in Mass Effect Two, they've um, rejigged some of the camera angles when Miranda is speaking because sometimes it would be like focusing on a certain part of her body, and they're like, like a butt. Well, yeah. yeah, absolutely, um, and. Funny aside, my wife went to school with the person huh. who Yvonne uh, Struz, Struz, she was in a show from, called Chuck. Chuck. Sure, my wife was in drama with her when we were at school together. Um, so there you go. Now, so you can best figure, you can figure out where her. my wife went to school. Um, now that I said that, so oh well. <laughs> it's <laughs> a yeah. it's a good thing I'm a, a happily um, engaged. Wait, didn't you go to school man. with your wife? No, no. How did you meet? At school formal. Was yours like a boys and a girls thing? Separate schools. Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. What I'm saying is it's like they have like sister school or whatever they call it. Like, kind of, I guess, yeah. But But like when the formal occurred, no, no, no. no. It wasn't like you take somebody else. We were just all friends. It wasn't like that. I didn't take someone else. Wait, did you meet her at the formal? Yeah. Ah, And then you got married. I had formal courage. Formal so I went up to... How did you go up? What did you say? Mercy, you 12 formals? It's not the time for this. What do you mean it's not the time? It's episode 82. It's the best time. But yeah, Just yeah, briefly explain what you said. Talk. What did I, you say? <laughs> I don't remember the words that I said, but I remember seeing up. her and I'm just like, I, I need to talk to this person. She's 
gorgeous. And not, yep. she, she doesn't listen to this podcast, by the way. She okay. never has. Um, well, she should. I, I not even episodes. once. Not once. Wow. Good job, really? Ali. Love you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I really do. I'm impressed. Uh, no, and then I just, um, yeah, just went up and spoke to him. The rest is history. There's more to it, but I don't want to get into it. Right yeah. Now. Otherwise, yeah. 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 Be different podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, no, they, they've changed Miranda's just life, angles man. and things. For the better or for the worse? Like they got rid of them because ah. they thought it was a bit gratuitous. And it, it was, but it was part of the fun, wasn't it? I'll tell you what. This reminds me of the TV show Friends. So re-watching Friends, right, mm-hmm. yep. wasn't very PC show. No. Um, it dealt with race very poorly. It dealt yep. with sexuality very poorly. Well, they're all white people. There's no... True. There's no one of color, which, you know, I don't really think of myself that way, but I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it didn't handle those things. But And it doesn't make it right, again, but you could also argue that it was a different time. And people called when uh, Friends reappeared on streaming services to be reshot or certain episodes what? to be left out or, oh, or something. Really? There was unreasonable things. It was all on Tumblr. They're all idiots. Anyway, if you're on Tumblr, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, that's the name of this episode now. If you're on Tumblr, you're, you're an idiot. idiot. Um, <laughs> but uh, not everybody. We apologize but, but to all most... people on Tumblr for the views of Jason. Um, We're actually not. Necessarily... Versus player is not on Tumblr. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Sucked yeah. in Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suck it. Um, you can send us an email at versusplayer.com. <laughs> and we won't reply. Whatever. What's our email again? It Podcasts can be anything. It can actually be. You can literally anything. write Tumblr, Tumblr at versusplayer.com. Please yeah. send us an email. Tell us how awesome Tumblr is. Yeah. Or not. I don't even know what Tumblr is. No. Friends. 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 Where was I? There was a there was a link here. There was the friends. That nobody. Uh, they wanted to change. They want to change things. So I feel as though that they've gone back and they've corrected the video game because you know it's not. Well, I mean, like why you're having a cut scene and then it's focusing on someone's butt rather than their face. Both very nice. Yes, yeah. well, the, clear, the face point, and the butt both very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the but, whole point of that character was that she was some sort of like genetically modified, super perfect beautiful, human being, yeah. perfect human being. Yeah. yeah, but there was more to her than that. She wasn't just like no, a nice she was, she was a very complex character. She was a complex character. She was. But then again, with video games, you can remaster them. Did you end right? up with her in the game, by no, the way? No, I wasn't. I was, um, I like Talia. Talia? Joe? But I don't think you could be with Talia in the first game. I think in the first game, you only had a choice between Miranda and the man. Miranda wasn't in the first game. Yeah, she no, was. No, no, no. no, she wasn't. No, she Ashley. Wasn't. Ashley and... Oh, and um, one of them dies. Is this a you spoiler because it's a remake? Yes, you had totally had to choose which one you wanted to kill. And yeah. then in the second one, they'll that, be in that, that one game. Back. They were, yeah, yeah. I, I, I must admit, I saved, saved scummed my way through all the Mass Effect games and I had a relationship with everybody just to see what would happen. I did oh, as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did, did as well. Like literally, like that was, um, I found that really interesting. The, and then, the worst one was Mass Effect 3, which was, there was like somebody on your ship who was like your secretary or somebody and you could have a relationship with them after having like, Two interactions, and I thought, really, it was terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, um, she was like but the rest were cool, like that jackal or something. Wasn't Jack, she? Jack was cool. Yeah. Tattoo, she was cool. Tattoo. Yeah, I really liked cool. her. But um, the first one, Paris. I think the first one you could have relationships. Yeah, I thought it was just one or the other in the first one. It was just one of two people. But you me. had that scene that was the whole kind of everyone complained about with what was the blue. Yeah, the, the, Liara. Liara. Yes. She's Liara. A, she was yeah, my yeah, yeah. she was my girlfriend the whole way. I don't remember. She was she was my real game. Like love, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I liked. I think people got excited by the fact that you could be with Talia in two or three. 
She had a helmet on. Everyone she wanted did. to know what was under there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she you could totally have a relationship with it. Yeah, it wasn't the first one, but it was two or three. Did we ever find out what she looked like? No. Okay. I, I wanted to have a relationship with Rex, but that, that, that just wasn't an option. Rex is a funny one because Rex can go in the first game. I think he can die. Yeah. And I think you can wipe out his whole species. Whole species. Yes. Was that the first game? Or the no, just... that was the second game, wasn't it? I, I think you, the results of the first and then, yeah. If someone hasn't played this and is like, this is the wrong podcast for you to listen to. Um, yeah, we're ruining it all. We're I'll sorry. do a little bit at the beginning that says we're going to talk about Mass Effect at some point and potentially... And ruin the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're not going to re-record these bits. They're too no. good. Actually, look, look, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. We haven't really ruined a lot because... No. Because we've been so vague with our memories of it that uh, maybe we should we be We might have it completely wrong with yeah, another exactly series. Right. Yeah. 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 It's actually Final Fantasy. I remember the first Mass Effect, the funniest thing was there was... You're in, you, you, you're, you, you were never over-encumbered in that game, I believe. And your inventory oh, it was massive. would be like streams was and streams and streams. And I just never never. That was the anything. mass effect. <laughs> that was the... Hey! Yeah. Uh, oh, in person, so oh, much more entertaining. That point lets up. <laughs> and, and the podcast, we're done. Let's, let's go. Um, actually, no, I'm going to put in my gratuitous plug that I need in most episodes, and that's EA. If you'd like us to remember Mass Effect better... Uh, send us a copy each. So that's three copies, just yeah. in case you're missing that. I just, uh, I'm not going to play it. I'll be honest. Just send us the three anyway. <laughs> sell it or well, man. Because we'll sell one online. Um, send us three copies. No, we won't sell it. We promise. Wow. Well, maybe in a few years. Um, send us some copies. That'd be great. Yeah, I would love to remember it better. I'd love, you know, I really would love to play it again. Even if I could do a highlights reel and jump through certain portions of the game. That would be a cool feature. Like, you know, you've played the game before. You want to do the highlights. It's, you know what it's like? It's like the Master Chief Collection as playlists where you can go, I just want to play the endings of all four Halo games in a row. Let's do it. That's really nice. That really is really nice. Nice to yeah. talk about Halo again. Oh, I had to bring it in once. Yeah. I am playing Halo at the moment, you know. I love that you're playing Halo again. My I'm very disappointed I, yeah. that you haven't invited me to play at least a level. Well, we've been we've been wanting to play like actual couch co-op two player split screen or shared screen games. Mm. We got to, I think, either the final boss or second boss of uh, River City Girls. Uh, we've been playing quite a bit of Rocket League. Um, nice. What else have we played recently? Did we, we, we did a lot of controller passing back and forth. Yeah, we won a few games in Rocket League. Cool. Um, we played that Rain on My Parade or Your Parade. Was it any good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, it was, I'll it give was it a just go. a very silly like game. Not as good as Donut County. Love um, Donut County. That was but, very polished. But, but, but yeah. quick, quick, you get into it, do a quick stage and... Anyway, but um, yeah, we've been playing a stage of Master Chief Collection um, a day and we're up to, so we did all of Halo 1, we're now doing Halo 2, probably about four stages into it. He had never played the last stage, last two stages of, of the Halo original 2. Halo. Oh, the original, ha- original Halo. How do you miss out on the horror? What? Like, that last stage is the best and he is loved that, it. Is that the, the escape and then also the flood? Yeah, yeah, the flight yes. you're driving. You know what I didn't remember though, and spoilers for the end of Halo for for goodness if, sake. If you've not played it, why are you listening to this podcast? Actually, and on that point, it's it's been it's twenty. I'm years. joking. I'm joking about this. Anyway, um, twenty years of Xbox. So if you haven't played it, you've missed your spoiler window. I was so disappointed though. You know that awesome Warthog scene at the end. Yeah, the jump. I forgot that at the very end of it, you run into a barrier and then have to jump out and run. Mm. It was like, oh. I don't know, just kind of... Didn't they fix that It wasn't two? as cool. Because two has a similar... Or was it, or was three? it three? Three. 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 That's the one we played recently. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's like, that ends how you would 
I've hoped. I don't mind the barrier run because if you've got the right weapons, it can be quite satisfying. Well, I did. I had a rocket launcher, so it was all over very quickly. Shotgun satisfying too. Uh, That's my combo. Because you turn the corner, you run through, and you just bam, bam, bam as you make it all the way to. Every time there was a shotgun, he'd be like, Dad, there's a shotgun on the floor. I'm like, it's all over now. That's it. We just, this is how we play. You know what my favorite thing about that last level is? What's that? When they take off in the, it's a longsword. They take off in the longsword fighter to get away from the pillar of autumn exploding. And. Cortana says, well, I guess we're done. We're going to have to, you know, make our way home. And the Master Chief goes to put his hands yes. on his head and take off his helmet. Have you ever seen the video shot of someone that's panned the camera around to see what that looked like? What did it look like? Was it nothing? He takes off his helmet and there's another helmet underneath. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's so good. They must have factored that in because, like, well, well maybe not, they didn't expect that to occur, though. Well, like, exactly. They're not going to animate something that nobody gets to see. Yeah. And so it's just someone that... You know, I think it was the PC version. They were able to just twist the camera around. That would have been such a great troll though to put like, you know, I don't know, like another video game character there or something oh, like that. D- d- Duke. Yeah. Duke Nukem, just his head's underneath. <laughs> that would have been, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so um, we, we, we're kind of enjoying working our way through that. I said he's playing Batman. Um, but with the remake kind of thing you're saying with Mass Effect, that's been my game at the moment. It's been Near Replicant. So I finished playthrough A, which you kind of play as your character. You get to name them, but I think they call them Nia, um, is the actual kind of in-law get name of the character. I, I obviously never played this. I don't think it ever came to anywhere out of Japan, the original Near Replicant yeah, or whatever it's based But the thing that on. confuses me is that when Nier did come to Australia, there were two versions of it and they took place in two different time periods. There was the Xbox version and the PlayStation version and there were two completely different games. I, I don't know enough about the series. I, all, all I yeah. know is I played Nier Automata and I absolutely loved it. Um, this game, it's it's obvious that it's a remake um, of an older game than that, but the combat is good. But just that dodging mechanic and the block isn't as satisfying as like as it was in the Automata or nowhere near as good as what for me was the perfect action kind of combat, which was Bayonetta 2. So like, you know, you get like a little flash just before they're about to hit you. So you know the perfect time to block. Right. And it might, might mean that it's a bit hard. This is a bit harder to do that because you've got to like watch them. But I, I really like feeling a little, quite powerful in these action kind of yeah. 3D, plat- 3D platformy action You kind of want to, don't you? You want to, even if yeah. your staff is kind of weak, Having that, that progressive build up. Yep. Um, there was a game I was playing, and I'll remember it probably in a, a minute or so, that, yeah, it, it seemed to, oh, I, actually, Jason's been playing it lately. It's um, Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. Where I, f- I felt uh, using a lightsaber and fighting those bad guys, you know, different stormtroopers, you didn't feel that powerful to begin with. And as you, you know, unlocked different things and became a little bit stronger in the force, I found that the enemies seemed to match you. So you didn't feel like you're getting any yeah. stronger. There was, and there seemed to be less of the weaker enemies. Yeah. So you're just always fighting the same sort of level all the way through, even though you're powering up. Yeah. yeah. But and it's a lightsaber, right? Like it should, oh, yeah. it Why should, can I it should be as powerful at the beginning as it is at the end of the game. Yeah. Like you might fight enemies that are combating it, you know, like you're mm. working against it well, but yeah, Stormtrooper should always die the same way with a lightsaber blade. Yes, they should. Anyway, near replicant, whatever it is, two point, Dots forever, numbers forever. Um, it has awesome characters. Like I love the characters in it. Your character starts off like so. There's an initial scene which is set like hundreds of years before, which kind of comes back into the game later on. You play for quite a number of hours at the beginning. Lots of tedious going back and forth. I was sick 
uh, two weeks ago. So I had two days at home with a cold, couldn't do anything. So I just played the game for two days, which nice. was beautiful. Um, and I think if I didn't have that, I might have actually stopped playing this game because okay. it was so tedious. Like I would get to one place and then it would say, go back to where you just were. So I'd have to go back and it would have only like a five second loading between each zone. I think but that's why I stopped playing Neo Ramada. Loading between, it was, it was really fetch questy, but you play as a young kind of character, but then there is something happens and then you grow up a bit and your character comes back and really cool. You meet these two other characters in it. Um, one of them, my kids don't watch me play this game, but they've seen me play little bits and pieces. Um, they call her the bum girl because she wears um, <laughs> where, like the, the um, you've got this book with you, which is um, Grimoire Noir, who's got his voice, best voice acting for a very long time. I love it. I love listening to this guy speak. Um, and he calls her hussy the whole time because the way she's dressed, it's just, I'm in this playthrough I'm on now, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to. So well, you finished the game once already? Once, yes. Well, because so, it takes multiple playthroughs to finish it. Well, you get it. different. So I'm doing the same thing, but I'm getting information about her character in okay. it now. Like, So I'm hearing like a voice in her head. This is a bit of a spoiler, I guess, but I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, she's got a ridiculous outfit on. And then there's you meet this other character later on who um, is just amazing. And I won't say much about them because... There's a really cool kind of twist with that character. But you, there's, there's what I love about this game in terms of what I can see the DNA that Nier Automata got from it is how, like it's a 3D action platformer, but then you get to a part where it's like, you know, cameras above. And just how like the camera can change a game so much. Yeah. Then it's a 2D side-scrolling parts. Um, and then you'll, you know, you use your weapons in a different way and then you fight a boss and they'll limit what you can do. You can't use your magic or you can only, you have to go and attack them. Uh, with, Is you magic know, after all sort of tech-based? Well, it's, I, I'm or, or pretty sure I call it magic. The, what, what the, the, the Grimoire Noir, the book oh, thing, okay. yeah. like shoots kind of like, you've got, you can change your kind of attacks with the Grimoire Noir, right? So I pretty much have played the whole game with like shooting little laser bolts at people. Um, and then my other um, side is like um, lances and you can like chain them up and devastate people. There's lots of different weapons. I find that the combat just generally you want to go at it the same way. Um, but like I said, I, I, I love the characters. I think the story is really interesting. Like at the end, like with some of the twists that happen with certain characters and things, like I was audibly like yelling at the TV going, you can't do that, how dare you? And, you know, um, and my wife's thinking you're crazy. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm invested in this game. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I don't think it's as good as Neo Automata in any way, uh, besides the characters. But um, Is it yeah, selling really, well? I, I, I think so, yeah. I, I've, um, I saw something on PlayStation, more on PlayStation than it is on Xbox. Um, yeah. I think it's got more of a legacy there. But um, I, I, I don't know anybody else who's playing this. Nobody on my friends list is kind of like that. You know, this game is for them. I don't think you guys would really enjoy it. Well, that, that actually brings, to, brings me to a really interesting point. I just realized that we both made the same criticism about the games we're both enjoying yep. uh, in the opposite way. So the reason I gave up on Neo Automata was I had to backtrack yep. and the levels look very similar. But your complaint with um, Subnautica was that there's a lot of back and forth in it. And it's really interesting that yeah. the, the same... It's true of both games. It is completely true yeah. of both games. I yeah. think more for Subnautica, though, it's just I have no idea what I'm doing. 
Yeah, you know? like like I I I really need. To, I, I feel like I've got to learn not just the skills of the game, but I've got to learn the lore of the game and like how to construct something. Where in this, I just need to go and talk to that person again, and yeah. it's quite brainless like i don't have to think too hard about all that sort of stuff i feel as though a lot of games are actually about backtracking and a lot of games disguise backtracking in very yeah very well um and that's i think that comes down to the appeal of it right i don't like i i i I think a game like near is fetch questy because it's very clear on what you have to do go and collect x amount of this here now you're going to go back and tell them that you collected those things and you're going to go back again and do the same thing with um subnautica there's a lot of backtracking because you have no idea what to do. Yes. Yeah. You probably don't need to backtrack as much as you think. No. But you backtrack because, oh, I have too much stuff and if I keep going, I might die. Yeah. So I should go and deposit it all. Or I backtracked here because, oh, oops, I thought I was heading north but I'm actually heading south and now I'm back where I started. Yeah. And I or think, I've run out of room and the materials I really want uh, exactly. back there so I've got to go dump it somewhere before I can come and, back and grab it. And I think I, I really enjoy games that have like a real good sense of exploration, a real good sense of wonder. There are very few games that give me that feeling lately and honestly the last time I had it was Breath of the Wild because it just says pick a direction and you go and you end yeah. up in different. Yeah. And Subnautica gave me that feeling again. Yeah. Um, but I mean in saying that there isn't really that much to it. Do you no, know what I mean? No, like, I, think, just, I think the mechanics are quite simple. Um, but that's I think what I love you right it's for well, me it's always like when you go deeper you don't know what you're going to run into what are you going to run into yeah. next yeah. Um, but there's a lot of time between finding the resources to be able to go deeper and really it is a 10 hour game yeah um, is that all it is I, I think I think ultimately I mean it's a little bit like anything right um, Zelda can be a, a like a 3 hour game you know, and Skyrim, you can finish I mean sure speedrunners that's one thing mm. but Skyrim I think you can finish in like 2 hours well like it's all about everything else that's around it. Has, has anyone actually finished Skyrim? Is that a thing? Is that something that people do? Finishing Skyrim <laughs> in the sense of completing the story, yeah, absolutely. I, and I mean, have, have you guys ever finished like an, an Elder Scrolls game or a Fallout game, like yeah. proper the story? No, I've, I've finished. I've, I've absolutely finished the stories of each one of those wow. games. Because I just get lost in all the side activities and things, and then I just inevitably. I, I mean, in the past, when I guess when I had more time, I would I would absolutely do as many side quests as possible until I burnt out, and then I would finish the game. But now, if there is a game that exists where it has all these side quests, I just pick and choose what's yep. fun. Yeah, and I don't get caught up on. I didn't collect that. I didn't do the question mark. I didn't pick up the exclamation yeah. mark. I didn't go to this mm. fog of war area. Like I just, you know. Yeah. But you're saying side quests. I was I was saying before how I like the variety in the replicant. Like there was one part of the game which was like horror and it was really surprising and it was actually quite creepy. But then there was a part of the game and this I guess is a bit of a spoiler um, but again, if you, you know, I, I doubt many people are playing this really. Um, there was about 45 minutes or so. I, it felt like it, maybe it was only 20 minutes but it felt really long mm. of just black screen with text. Oh, wow. And it was telling a story and you had to... For, there were three different parts where you did this in a row. Um, you only had to do one of them, but there was two optional ones that you know, kind of had to do as well. Like you could do, but why wouldn't you? Because it's really well written. Where you had to like pay attention to what was being said because every time you played it, it was a little bit of a variant on um, what the answer was going to be that you had to put in. Um, it was really cool. Like, what I, if you got the answer wrong? You had to start it all over again. And then you can you could skip through, but you had to know... I've got to pay attention to this part. It took me a few times to figure that out. Um, but then when I played it on my second playthrough, I've already got to that part in it. Is it engaging? 
it was so cool. It was really interesting. But then actually at the beginning of the second playthrough, it does a lot of exposition with text. Mm. And I've got to say, like they were like it's really incredibly well written. The music swells up and everything. But then it did go for quite a long time. Like yeah. I, uh, The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, maybe I've enjoyed this game so much because I've been unwell and it's been nice to just have a very simple thing yeah. to play. Um, I, that happens with games a lot. I think it's there's an importance to time and place for when you play yeah. it and you where know. your headspace is at I think yeah. is a big thing as well exactly yeah exactly because I did play the real underwater game recently oh yeah here we go I was what do you play about it before I so I've been on a DLC kick I don't know what's been going on but I've been like uh, this is Bioshock it's Bioshock I uh, played Bioshock 2 is that oh one's called Burial at Sea that's Bioshock Infinite 1 Minerva's Den Whew. from Bioshock 2 I never played mm-hmm. that unbelievable like okay. I, it was so good, and Burial at Sea from um, Are you Infinite. just just playing? The I, DLC? So it was funny, right? I wanted to play Minerva's Den first. I turned my PlayStation on. I don't use my PlayStation near as much as I use my Xbox. <laughs> and instead of um, closing the game by pressing, you know, the start button and close to kind of suspend it, yeah. I accidentally went to delete. Just like, oh. you know, I deleted the whole thing. I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait for that to reinstall. So I played Bioshock Infinite um, first. Um, because oh, that was, the reason for that was in Bioshock Collection, when you load into Bioshock 1, I couldn't figure out how you just load back into Bioshock 2 without quitting the game. Oh, and that's right. when I accidentally deleted it. So I played Bioshock Infinite's DLC first which was really good and it had some awesome parts. And But can you go straight to the DLC? Straight to the DLC. You don't need to worry about was it. Was it always like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Bioshock really. Infinite DLC um, links back to the original Bioshock. Yeah. So you actually, you know, very old thing. You go back to back to um, Rapture. Rapture and yeah. you're also at Columbia as well for part of it. And, you know, the, the characters are, are really cool and it's very linear, which I actually enjoy. Yeah, it's good. And the part... It's divided into parts one and two. Part two starts um, in Paris, but like in an alternate kind of universe Paris, and it was awesome. It was like a really compelling start to the game. But then, yeah, Minerva's Den really made me feel like... Because I haven't played Bioshock 2 in forever. Like where, I don't think I've ever played 2. Yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed Bioshock 2. It got a really, you know, bad press because it wasn't as good as Bioshock 1. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't made by, like, Ken Levine wasn't, I think, you know, a involved. writer for it. Like, yeah. I think he was involved, but not but not all the way through. Yeah. Like, it's really interesting as well. When the game loads up, it's like 2K here and 2K there, like all these different places around the world. Like, it was yeah. a labor of love from a lot of different studios. Um, but, yeah, I, I got it as part of the PlayStation Plus um, oh, okay. collection once upon a time, the, the, the Bioshock collection. Anyone who's ever got that, I can't recommend it enough. Like it's that that Bioshock Two Minerva's Den, um, incredible game, okay. incredible game, cool. Real re, the real underwater game. No, very it, very linear. Is it lengthy? Yeah, it, it was quite lengthy, but I did it in probably only like two or three setting, sittings. Okay. Like I did oh, it like okay. two days over a weekend, and then one day during the week I got home from work. So three or four hours, maybe. No, I would say more like five or. Six. Maybe five hours. You absolutely play more like video games than I play video games. Oh, I totally. I agree. That. Yeah. Like, to find time to play DLC for an old game, that's but, crazy. But oh, I, see, I love doing that, but it's I, I, do, I, find, I struggle finding the time too. Yeah. 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 I, I just, 
I prioritize video games over TV or over like, you know, reading. I read every night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but like I, I, I need to do that. Yeah. I, I, truth be told, exactly. I did play these games quite a while ago, like maybe about five weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I was on holidays then. So that's, that's when I played those, but I did it. Like, I, yeah. I remember in the holidays, it was, it was worthwhile spending the time with it. I, I, like lately with Nier, if I didn't have those two sick days, like I said, I really do think I would have I would have quit on it. I've told you my story of Bioshock in the past, haven't I? What's that? So I was working for JB Hi-Fi, which is where Jason and I met, and I get a call from head office one day and they said, look, we, um, we were meant to send one of the buyers out to the Microsoft building uh, in Sydney to see this new game that's coming out called Bioshock and we're not going to be able to make it. We're wondering if you'd like to go in our place. I, of course, as calmly as possible, knowing what Bioshock was about, knowing it was a spiritual successor to, to System Shock, I went, um, yeah, sure, I, I can, I'm sure I can do that. That'd be, that'd be great. And inside, I'm just going, oh, my God. Um, so went out to the Microsoft building one afternoon and uh, got there. And it turns out I got there about, it ended up being an hour before everybody else was coming because most of the other people that were coming were buyers for like places like um, Big W and Kmart and Target back when they used to have games departments. Well, that most of them do, or they have limited ones. And um, they were most of them were coming from interstate, I think from Melbourne, and the flight had been delayed. So here I am rocking up first, nobody else there. Nice. <laughs> and one of the creative leads, and I can't remember his name, I think he was the creative director on the, on the game. So it wasn't... Uh, Ken Levine, but it was an Aussie guy because Bioshock was um, was made by a big Aussie contingent as well, was there. And he goes, um, have you heard of Bioshock? And I'm going, oh, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of System Shock. He goes, great, you've got to listen to the sound on this thing. It's amazing. He put his headphones on, sit down and have some fun. And by the way, here's a Bioshock t-shirt. Yep. And I'm just like, <laughs> head exploding. It was fantastic. And, and I got ordered 1,000 copies from the store. <laughs> Well, I, I think I remember getting back in the store and uh, talking to head office the next day, and they said, "So, what do you think of it? You know, would you would you put a lot of money into this game?" And I've gone, um, "Yeah, it, it was a. I thought it was a really good game. It's going to have a very niche audience, yep. um, but I think it's actually going to do really well for us. It's similar to what we did with Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, which at the time was big on the Xbox 360 for that initial launch." So but they I went, you're right. I don't, sorry, I, I wasn't privy to all of this. Obviously, I worked there at the time, but I was- I don't you know, know if you'd started with this at that point in time. I well, think it was just before. I, I know I was there when Bioshock arrived in store and I got my yeah. copy, but what I'm lost on is, would JB Hi-Fi not have purchased the games if you had have said- Oh, they totally would have bought them anyway. I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, why would, like, it's just, it's a game. Like, why don't they just yeah. buy X amount of copies? Like, is it about them determining how many copies they should yeah, buy? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Yeah, and I obviously my recommendation was enough for them to. I I don't think my recommendation did a big impact, but I think it was enough for them to go. Yeah, we could sell a lot of this, and that's why we had a collector's edition. But JB never really made money from games, right? Like I thought the games for them because we sold close to cost. Like JB undercut EB Games Wizard at the time. Actually, Big W used to undercut us a lot. So, um, but I thought it was we the- actually as a games department for the one that we worked at, Jace. Yeah, we did incredibly well and we were out doing some of the other I know, I know we did basis. well yeah. I just meant in the sense that like overall sales f- no for, for games for JB as a whole 
I thought it was to entice people to come in the store. Oh, you're going to pick up this. It's going to be $69 for this game and maybe you'll pick up a Blu-ray player on the way out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there wasn't yeah. a lot in games. There wasn't a massive margin, but I think for the um, the amount that we were pushing through at the time that we... Yeah. So what we worked at JB from what is around 2006 through to 2008, let's yep. say roughly. That'd be it. Um, that was... It was a pretty golden era in terms of the release of the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 3, the Wii. The Wii. And the money that um, that was being made at those points in time was actually quite large. Right. So I think, yeah, we, we had an impact. Yeah. We were out doing some of the departments on a regular basis. Wow. So as in, for, you know, anyone from JB's listening in, yeah, we're giving away some secrets, but not that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had an impact. And so even like looking at things like Bioshock, um, the fact that we had a collector's edition and that we sold through that entire collector's edition run in the one hit. Yeah. Like, so they were, they were all pre-ordered we, out. We all pre, yeah, exactly. We pre-ordered it out. Yes. I remember it was- So much so one of our, our fellow employees that we hired, um, I think a few months later, yeah. um, got his copy through us only because EB has sifted him and- That's right. And someone else had canceled their pre-order. We had like, a great chat. I made him wait for about 20 minutes. So I went, oh, I'll see if we can, we can get it for you. <laughs> That's right. And then you employed him like months later. Yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. That was the easiest interview that I ever gave him. He came in and he goes, okay, so I went, so I, I know you and we've talked before and, oh, look, you live near me. This is fantastic. So um, you like games? And he goes, yeah, yeah, you know how much I like And games. how do you feel about doing my dry cleaning? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was basically, um, do you want the job? He goes, I'd love the job. I'm like, All right, done. Yeah, that was easy. So, yeah. Good place to work, JB. We had fun. It was good. I like it. We had fun for the time. I think it ran its course. The vibe of JB hasn't changed. Going into JB, this, the types of people that work there were the types of people that we were. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. Like it just has that overall vibe. It's it, like really it has, relaxed. I can't shop in there anymore. Why is that? I don't know. Um, if you've outgrown JB. Yeah. I Actually, you know what's really funny? You're not an electronics boutique man, are you? <laughs> I try to avoid even them as well. I worked at EB. Yeah, you, you did. did. That's you right. I was an EB employee. I, look, I, there's things I do pick up from from EB games because I can't get them anywhere else. But, and this disappoints me to no degree, to no massive amount, no, to a massive amount of degree, uh, is that I've become a digital games buyer. So yeah. like even Subnautica, for a while there I played with the idea that um, they're releasing Subnautica and, and Subnautica Below Zero as a bundle on Switch. And I thought I'd love a physical copy. And I said, uh, no, I'll just buy it digitally. It'd be easier. There, there is Xbox. something to be said about pressing a button, it charging your credit card, it preloading the game, you waking up on the day and it being there. And it's ready to go. There's yeah. also something to be said about lining up at midnight and picking up a game, right? But yeah, I don't know. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh, there's definitely that. But I think the other big thing in this generation has been where where even if I buy it physically, I have to then install the game. I have to wait for that installation. Yep. There's then maybe a patch that's almost as big as the game itself. And by the time I've done all of that, I realize the disc has, the only purpose the disc has is to authorize the fact that I can play the game. The game actually exists on the hard drive and more than half of it doesn't exist on that disc anyway. Yeah, I believe that happened with the, like, with Mass Effect, the, the um, remastered trilogy that the disc is out and the review, a lot of people aren't reviewing it because there's a update which is like in the you know tens of gigs if not more yeah. like maybe up towards a hundred, um, just a huge update which fixes a lot of the problems. So yeah. yeah, you're right. Like you buy that disc and if you don't have the online capability, you're getting an inferior version. So you might as well just buy it. There are advantages to buying discs, which is 
the, these are the two advantages. One, they're often cheaper. Yeah. Two, you can, uh, even that's you can sell yeah. And that's why yeah. I buy games yeah. on disc. Like, I still buy games on disc. It, it's nuts that you can go out and buy a new release for $69, play it for a month, then sell it on eBay and get $69 back again. Well, I, I reckon, I, I, probably over the years, I reckon most games I buy, when I eventually sell them, I get half the money back. Um, yeah. Which is, which you is, know, which is awesome. I, I, just I have no Xbox One titles at all. Yep, that I'm on aware disc. of on disc. Sorry, I apologize. No Xbox One titles on disc, and certainly no Series X, although there aren't really Series X no, games right. on disc. But I don't have any of those on disc. And then, I mean, we went through a big pile of video we games did. that I have tonight. You know, we went through from the uh, SNES era, the Super Nintendo era, all the way up until the Xbox One. Yeah, one. No, 360. 360. 360. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and like I had so many. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that was the way you bought games. You don't have to anymore. Yeah, no. no, and it makes me sad for a little bit. Like when I look at a pile of games like that pile we went through today, we're not going to really do that with the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and all the consoles that are now um, superseding it. So it's because more than half of those games exist digitally, and without that digital side, you're not going to be able to play it. Yeah, and I, I got to say, I do miss doing what I have done had done since I was really little. I get a new game. Get the little instruction manual that yeah. comes with it. I'd put it beside my bed. But when I go to bed at night, that that night that I got the game, I would read that. That would be my nighttime reading. Yeah. And like you had a PSP game there. What was that? Star Ocean. Star Ocean. Yeah. That had a full color yeah. instruction manual. Yeah. Like, and it was quite thick. And yeah. It's like that's really cool, and I totally understand why they don't do it anymore. Like, of course, you just throw it all on the internet and it costs them nothing to, yeah. you know, host those. And and it's better for the environment um, and whatnot. But I, uh, I do, I do miss it. So it's fun, yeah. I, I do miss it. So I bought um, a copy of Moving Out on Xbox One on disc the other day because Big W had it for $10. Yep. They were clearing it out. And part of me thought, what if it leaves Game Pass? The next week they announced it was leaving Game Pass. So I was really happy that I picked it up. But all that's in the box is the disc. Yeah. There's no manual, there's no nothing. And I understand it, but it, yeah, it was kind of disappointing to open the box and go, oh, I think okay. I think digital is absolutely the future. Yeah, in, oh, well, it's the present really almost. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I apologize. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it is also our future. I think, and what I mean by our future is, I think that physical games will eventually no longer be a thing. I mean, uh, look at still, EB Games; like three quarters of their stores are now merchandise. A CD still a thing? Like, can you go to? You can still buy a CD. Hi Fi and buy CDs. Have you seen how small that section? I is haven't now? seen it. I didn't even know it existed. It's like three aisles at best, and they're they're small aisles in comparison and, and to what where about, it was and a lot more. Movies though, you can still buy Blu-ray yep. movies when totally. they come out and stuff. But people aren't really buying DVDs anymore, or is that still a section too? It's, still a, it's definitely still a section. I've never wandered into a section like a DVD or anything section since. Like, so I'm really torn about that because I I love the convenience of digital and of streaming services for movies. But I hate the fact that something can disappear and you can have no access to it again because you didn't buy it at that point in time. Mm. And while that happens with discs, it's easy to then go and, you know, track down a disc and maybe find one that, you know, was originally sold 10 years ago and it's, there's still copies floating around. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that with digital. So if something gets released on digital, never gets a physical release yeah. and then disappears from a storefront and you didn't buy it at the time, then you've lost your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it's the anime. Like I, I will go in and have a look at the anime section yeah. every now and then. Yeah. Like with like Neon Genesis, the remake movies, one point one yeah. all the way up, and like even I, the original I, series, you can't. Well, I've got those on yeah. DVD, 
and like what they put on Netflix now is not the original series. No. Do you want to voice actors. own these things for collector's purposes, or is it you just want to find new anime? Or? I want to be able to watch it. Like Experience. it's hard to watch so some of these things. I've, any, never, any I've, never subs- I've never subscribed to this, but have you ever subscribed to Crunchyroll? I, I have subscribed to Crunchyroll. Um, or, or but what is the other ones? I don't know. Uh, I thought Crunchyroll was the only Anime one. Lab, I think it's called. Sure. Yeah, Anime uh, Lab. There's one. one other one that I've done as well, just like for trials over like Christmas time. Um, and that's kind of my general thing. But yeah, it's hard to watch some yeah. of these things. To, to Joe's point, a lot of the, the anime series that I watched as a kid, and I'm not a big anime fan, but I love um, Robotech and of course its spin-offs Macross, which I have a whole other complaint that I have to have later, but <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, and then even things like uh, Neon Genesis, like Joe was mentioning, and it's actually getting really hard to find the originals and not remasters where things have been changed from voice actors to theme music to all sorts of things. So you're not getting the experience that you had when you were a kid. Yeah. Um, and that was the experience that I enjoyed. Like there's, there's so many Macross series that um, I know I've bought DVDs of that you can't find digitally anywhere that you can't get any other way. So it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's tough. I think digital is great, but I think there's also a lot of problems in terms of with licenses changing. Like there was a game that I heard a whole story about the other day. And if it comes to me in a second, I'll talk about it. But, um, oh, um, no one lives forever. It's, um, like yeah, I played that movie. before the, the, it's a female, female kind of, version I've of James Bond. I've got that, that oh, right, right, yeah, game yeah, yeah. Okay. it's an awesome game. So apparently there's, this is company. And again, I was reading an article online and I can't remember the name of the company, but they're known for going through and Sierra finding. Sierra made that game. I believe it was. Yeah, well, sorry. okay. Well, here's the interesting thing. Apparently the license is potentially owned by Activision, Fox Interactive. It was Fox Interactive that made it and someone else, uh, Warner Brothers. So those three were all involved in some way or another because they brought up different companies or they helped with the production. And none of the three actually know who owns the full rights to the game or even partial rights. And because the game was produced in a time where the records weren't digital, none of them can be bothered to go and find out who owns the rights but will threaten legal action if this company That's goes That's messed up, man. So what it you're saying is I should sell, look on eBay and see how much that my copy, copy is worth? Your copy is worth a truckload because it is not getting a digital. Awesome. I've got the box and everything. It is not getting a re-release. It is not yeah. getting Thanks, to Joe. see the light of day. Yeah, apparently it's, it's amazing for Joe and his wallet, <laughs> but it's not so amazing for like people who want to play games. Like yeah, just yeah. if you don't know, you've got, enough, you've got more money than God. Just release the game. Whoever, yeah. Whichever three companies this is, you've got enough money. Yeah. Nobody cares. Just let it go. Well, the, Stop having meetings about it. And just let it go. Here's the worst part. This this third-party company was willing to go ahead, remaster it, get it up and running for today's computers and put it back out there and said, look, we'll gladly um, split the costs. Yeah. We'll do all the development. And if you want to take 50% of the profit, that's fine. We just want to get it out there. And they turned around and their legal department said if you go ahead and pursue this game uh we're gonna sue you for it what a shame it was a great game yeah uh well it and it's, it's sequel which apparently wasn't as good um yeah we'll never see the light of day because apparently no one can be bothered well yeah something interesting has happened with digital games and it's more to do with xbox in that or microsoft i guess so microsoft's killing it with game pass yep they're definitely. doing well with game pass pc and they realize now that they've kind of got a foothold in the pc market Epic is huge. Steam yep. is the hugest. Yes. But the cuts that they take are considerable. Yeah. Steam and Epic. 
Epic takes less than Steam. That's yep. how Epic got a lot of yep. business. But what Microsoft are going to do, and I think the, the average is about 30%. Yep. But Microsoft is saying that for PC, they're only going to take 12%. Oh, wow. Which means that people, companies can release games on their platforms and they're willing to convert games over to Windows and otherwise, yeah. which means that we could be seeing a lot of PC games. We could actually be seeing the Xbox application on PC, which yeah. is for the most part just Game Pass at the moment, become as big as an Epic or a Steam, purely just because they're not getting greedy. That's they're like, fantastic. it's not an introductory offer either. It's like, it's 12%. And I, I, it yeah. might change one day, but... And you can see that what Xbox want between Game Pass PC and Game Pass console, they want it to be the same. I, I really do feel that. Yeah, I think I like, do they, they want to be able to have that crossover. Like, I wonder if they're really going to pursue consoles forever. Like, not, not even forever. Like, in 10 years' time, is there going to be two more Xboxes? Are we going to get one more after this? But they, they, they're saying this is a platform now. But is, is there, are they even going to just, like, when TVs and internet speeds and all that get fast enough and smart enough. Like, you have a controller that you connect to your TV yeah. and that's it. Yeah. I mean, look, that's what Stadia or Google Google is trying to do. I, I think that two things will happen. Uh, one, things get good enough where you can stream. You know, Samsung have a partnership with Microsoft where effectively you're going to get a Game Pass app, yep. which I don't think will be so much a Game Pass, but just an Xbox app that you can connect and play your games. Beautiful. Yep. And I think the day that we see an Xbox surface or an xbox laptop it may just be a windows 10 laptop with an xbox logo on it but the day that we see that means that there's enough games on the game pass platform and that the game pass service is built up enough to justify having an xbox laptop yeah Yeah. there's nothing special about it sure it'll have a button that connects automatically to your controllers but that's about it but the problem with the streaming is the speeds right but if they just had like a a, a spot where you could save your games wouldn't that just save all of that? Like just read it off your hard drive, whatever that you've plugged in. Uh, I, I think um, it's very smart of Xbox to go that avenue with PC as well because... They've got the infrastructure for it. And, and But Xbox, Game Pass on PC, I think is worth the money. Like yeah. I, I really yeah. do. Like there's so many cool games on there and, and there's so many big PC games as well like that don't work over on console as well. Yeah. Like Flight Sim is just, just on yeah. its own is worth it. People have a bad taste in their mouth from, I think it was called Games of Windows Live. Yeah. And it was very intrusive. It was like very DRM-y and it often I think didn't work. The lesson. There were licensing problems. Yep. But now you just have to sign into your Xbox profile. Yeah. And you know what? Some people are annoyed by when you load up the game for the first time, a big window pops up and says sign in and you hit sign in. Mm. doesn't always work, whatever. But the features that are packed into that, besides the fact that achievements exist, and achievements are a big deal for a lot of people, yeah, I love them. Um, is the the cross save stuff? Yeah, and yeah. the and the chat though, like it's so I find it so easy if you guys are playing on console, I'm on my PC to chat with you. Just what is yeah. it, Windows G? Yeah, that combination. Get oh, really? chat up, that easy? and then we're chatting to each other yeah. like super quickly, rather than body. having to go. Oh, I know Discord's easy, but it's not easy from that to your. Cross. You know, you got yeah. to be on your phone on that or whatever. If you're just on the console, I think they're doing a really good job with that. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, it's interesting days, isn't it? I, the, the big drama is just companies need to look at preserving their history of their yes. games and making them available for people to play going forward because they are. They're like a good book. Um, and the, the sad fact is, though, as well, like you can't play games in different stages. Like you, you, you can only play the game in its current state 
or in its original state. Like if you get a game on a disc yeah. and you don't connect your console to the cloud or whatever, yeah. you can um, play that original version. Yeah. If you update it, you're not going to get all the versions in between. It's like Halo, like all yeah. the little updates with Halo that they've kind of, you know, tweaked this, that, and the other to make it work. Yeah. Or Warzone is a perfect example. Like Warzone is now, what is it said in the 80s? 85, v- yeah. Vedansk. Vedansk is 85. Um, yeah. 85, you can't go back to the original it, it would Warzone all, ever again. It would also be, it's a great point. It would be very advantageous for uh, people to start doing like version control where it's just like a little menu in the bottom right which patch do you want to play or which version yeah. do you want to play of this yeah. game? I want to roll back to version 1.0. We're up to six now. You know, I want to play this version of it. It would do a lot for just preserving games. Yeah. It would also do a lot for like communities, like speed running communities. They're like, yeah. oh, today we're going to do an any percent of version 1.006, yeah. the most famous version because the most fun stuff happens. It has wacky glitches and yeah. stuff, you know? And I don't think it would be hard. It would just be the games would be bigger and it's up to you. Do you want to, in- like, um, like yeah. uh, Warzone, do you want to install everything? Yeah, or do you I, want to just install Warzone? I guess the thing about it would be that they'll be like, we don't want to split our audience across, you know, different versions. But you go on PC, you play any game, and there are people playing it. Like I went on, what was it, Jedi Knight, um, Jedi Two. Academy, yeah. I think it was, oh, nice. and I went on and played online with that, and yeah. there were heaps of people playing. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And that yeah. was like last year during COVID. You know, mm. when that hit, I wanted to try a couple old things, and yeah, there's always people playing. Things on PC, Xbox not so much. Nah, yeah, it is a bit harder, isn't it? There's, um, I still really want to play the Rogue One level in Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> no one's playing, and there's just no one there. Yeah. Although, I mean, it's been free on a few platforms recently, so who maybe. knows? Maybe we could all jump on one day. Um, I'm going to change the direction of the podcast just a tiny bit cool. before we uh, finish up for the night or the day, depending on when you're listening to us. Um, it's my eBay corner. Ooh. So I picked up a couple of things. We need a little jingle for yeah, Jono's yeah. eBay corner. It's Jono's eBay corner. Ding. Did you insert something then, Jace? No, that's it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's right. perfect. Ding. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the ding was a bit sad. The, the ding was very depressing. It's kind of like the boring eBay corner. Do you want, do you want to know the bank? It's Jono's eBay corner. Ding. You can work on the ding. But no, anyway. it was a good. I thought it was ding. ding. I found um, a long lost Micro Machines release. Now, look, as a kid, actually, no, let's be honest. I probably, no, I was a kid when Micro Machines first came out. You know, older kid, but I was a kid. And they, they released cars and play sets and all sorts of stuff. But they did venture into movies with some, some of their Micro Machines releases. Shadows of the Empire? They, did I've they? got those. Oh, you do? Yeah. Nice. What They're was awesome. in that? Um, Shizor's Virago and the Outrider. Are you guys speaking English right now? And then, and then no. Swoop. What are you saying? Shadows of the Empire. What is, is that? Is, uh, sorry, John. Is this no, Star go Wars? Ahead. Go ahead. It, it is, is Star Wars. It's set yeah. between um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It's not canon anymore. It's what is it? Legends, they call yes. it now. Yes, and for it good reason. It should be. Did you say for good reason? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting dark on Jono's eBay corner. He, he Dink. I love Shadows of the Empire. He did love Shadows of the Empire. I still do. I read it like a year or two ago. The book um, or the comic? Again, the book. The book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the comic's not as good. So actually, let's talk about it for a second. Shadows of the Empire was a multimedia extravaganza awesome. back, back in the 90s when we had... 90s? 
Do you think it was nineties? Yeah, nineties. Back when they didn't know how to like cross-platform stuff, so they had a toy line or multiple toy lines. I got they to. had a book. They it. had a comic book. Got them. And they had video games and the soundtrack and a making of book. Got Joe looks like he's going to pounce on someone. Oh, he loves it. He's amped. It's, it's one of his favorites. It's the it? best. And it, it, it tells the story of them trying to rescue the, the, the core Star Wars posse, trying to rescue who the core Han Star Solo. Wars posse? Luke Skywalker, oh, Princess right. Leia, Chewbacca. Han Solo was in Carbonite, so they, they brought out a character called Dash Render, he was who awesome. is a poor man's Han Solo in every Dash way. Dash Render. Awesome. Dash Render. Dash Render was a legend. It's so yeah. cool. Dash Render, I need to be killed. I, I almost, I was Sounds about like to say a joke and say, call them Han Solo, but no, that's not true. But um, he was awesome. And, and yeah, I... I is there, I've got the micro machines of those. Has two. anybody ever drawn like a picture of this guy? Like, yeah, he's in the comic. It's a video oh, game. Right. It's Shepard of the Empire see the N64. To- Jeez. See, this is back when the toys... Um, I think the, I own it too, so... The Star Wars toys were, were unreasonably busty. Busty? No? Buff? Buff? Buff. Busty's buff, buff, different. Buff. Yeah, buff and busty. No, Let's no, be no. The Princess Leia looked like... I think they molded her body from like a... Busty like a would be a really good... Line. Yeah, it's busty. Yeah. They all had muscles where... Yeah. Like... Let's be honest, Mark Hamill. I'm sorry, you don't have muscles like that. Mark Hamill has probably um, never had Instagrammed muscles like about that. that and said he yes. hasn't. I think he understands that this is yeah. true. And I, yeah, bad, bad. But all things aside, so yes, they did micro machines. Sorry, that was for, a bigger side for Star Wars. But it turns out they also did for for some really weird stuff like Terminator Two, Predator, and Aliens. It's Fortnite all over again. I was just about to say, Jono, they got you. Epica was worth going after those franchises oh, because you have ever. subliminally been advertised to and the crossover money is working, although you bought it off someone on eBay. I did. So, so I, they, they got nothing for it. So it, it's, it turns out I found these aliens micro-machines that I didn't even know existed. And there was a set I found on eBay in Australia, got it for a really good price. And I have a miniature version of the Solarco, which is the big spaceship from Aliens and also the dropship that dropped out of the bottom of it, which is- it was the Nostromo. No, the Nostromo was Alien, okay. and that was the cargo hauling ship that, yeah. The Solaco was the Marines' um, big sort of destroyer cruiser that came in okay. and you know blew up at the start of Aliens 3. So it's got that and the dropship in it. The dropship is, in Micro Machines, larger than the Solaco, but hey, you know, can't win them all. It's little weapon pods fold out. And there's a tiny little Ellen Ripley and a tiny little dog burster alien in the, the packet, which is Cute. hilarious. The dog burst alien from Aliens 3. Baby's first dog burst alien. Yes. Wasn't it the dog thing in Aliens 2 with the cow? Or was that Aliens 3? Three. 3. 3. I watched Three. that recently. I haven't, I haven't seen it in years. Wasn't it Alien... Alien, alien 3. Aliens. Yeah. And then Alien, alien 3. Or that's, a- that's Alien what? Cubed. Because it was... The three was up in the we, corner. Yeah, we... we when, when we had... So when we had crappy internet and we would have no... Nothing to stream talking about, oh, like, yeah. you know, the problems yeah. with streaming and yeah. things. Um we would watch the alien movies and, 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 and you know, we what, just blew like over and over again. No, because <laughs> I do want to watch them again. They're great movies. Great <laughs> movies. Internet was down. It did down so, yeah. That's all we did. Watch just alien over and over. But the theme of this week's eBay corner is really inappropriateness of nineties toys for kids or eighties toys. Yep. So yeah, the alien set, you know what? I could let this, this collection that I got past, but I got Jace to look up today, a, a set that was released as part of that Aliens Micro Machine collection. And it was an alien head that opened up 
and allows you to recreate the events of the first movie. And it's got a tiny little cane with a chest burster coming out of his chest. This is a kid's line. What the hell? <laughs> well, it's in Fortnite though, right? Yeah, this it's is. Pin, it's pinata. It's all come back Actually, around. it was an emote, wasn't it? When, and yeah, the, but it was the pinata yeah, the, uh, thing. Yeah. Wow, wow. Oh, it's cute. You got wow. something coming out of your stomach. Yeah. I, I got to say I was tempted because it looked pretty cool. Um, and then on the other side, I bought two Transformers. And one of them I'm going to talk about, I, I really like the line, but as an adult looking back at the naming, either there was an adult that created these names and was having a lot of fun or just time has gone on and changed the meaning of this entirely. So the line I'm talking about is Transformers Power Masters. Previous, they had Headmasters, which has a whole heap of connotations today that are not the same, but basically the heads of the Transformers turned into a little robot and then drove the vehicle that the big robot turned into. Okay. Then we had Target Masters, which the gun of the robot turned into a little guy and then could change back into a gun and jump on the vehicle. Sure. And then they, they, they needed another master, so they went with Power Masters. And this was the little guy turned into the engine of the big robot and would allow the big robot to transform. They, they got a theme there. They're going with it. So the one I got was called Slapdash. He's a little F1 Formula 1 racer. That's a good name. Um, can you guess the name of his Power Master partner? Now... To give you a clue, the Power Master partners were given names that tended to relate to engines in some way. Can you guess of the inappropriate name that they gave him? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a car person. I, I never kind of look at the car parts in Forza to drive them. So. Okay. Think of sex terms and then think of car parts and how they can relate in some way. Or, or, or things you'd use to make sure that your engine was running fine. Oh, lube. Yeah. Yeah, slapdash and lube. Slapdash and lube. Just lube. Just lube. Mm. It's a, More it's than meets the eye. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, cool transformer. I'm really happy to have. <laughs> no, that was transformers, right? More than meets the eye. Yeah, that was all. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got it right. Good one, yeah. You're an expert, Jason. You are. Yeah. So that was my eBay corner. Yes, yeah. that was Jono's eBay corner. Dink dink. Yeah, we have to work on that theme. <laughs> Wrap it up, Jono. This has been no, versus no, player. No. Before you do, uh, speaking of your, you've had your corner. I was ready to go. I need my corner. You had a whole corner. I, I'm Joe, getting another about corner. To wrap it up, man. You Sorry. Can't unwrap the wrap. We're wrapping. We're unwrapping the wrap because uh, I just need to. I just need to make sure. I just need to make sure I say this on the podcast because I, I you can Live laugh at me if I'm sad later on. But Castlevania season four. Is out now on Netflix. Came out yesterday. I thought it was watching. three. I'm pretty sure it's four. Pretty sure it's four. Okay, it's four. It's four. It's four. It's, it's up to, off to a crack and start. Unbelievable. Best best video game TV show I've seen. That series. First season good. Second and third amazing. Fourth is up to an amazing start. Take it away, Jonathan. That this was has been Joe's Netflix. <laughs> This has been Versus Player. The oh, it's about to go with the opening theme. I'm completely. <laughs> thank We're you. Starting it again. Exactly. Thank you for listening to Versus Player. You can find us in the usual places, and you probably have because you're listening to us. And apparently, you're listening to us a lot. So, hello, America, and those three hundred yeah, people. A lot of American, American people. We've had like th- no four hundred listens. Just say it's silent. Four hundred listens. Five hundred listens. Five hundred listens, listens yeah. in the Red last twenty five minutes. Huh? No, no, seriously, like the last two days or something. The last couple of days has been like yeah, a lot, significantly we, we more. We really appreciate no, it. we do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. please so. do write in. And so if this is your first time listening or maybe your second or third and you have kept on hearing me say how hey, you can find us in the usual places, the usual places would be thus. Versusplay.com and yeah, mostly just there. But occasionally on Instagram and Facebook and the other places as well. So if you're loving this, please write in. 
to podcasts at versusplay.com or anything else you want to chuck at the front there instead of podcasts. And um, we'd love to talk about it in the next podcast. See you later, guys. Nice to see you in person. Bye. Think. It's always fun. This is player.